When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 4, Episode 8, Chapter Titled. Uncle Daddy. <laughs> I'm having a really hard time with this right now. I'm One, Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. You weren't Alden just now, though. You were Mr. Feeney. No, now I'm Alden, though. But you weren't. You were being Mr. Feeney. Correct, uh, but Mr. Feeney didn't say... Hi, I'm Alden. That was me, Alden. Mr. Feeney also didn't throw his keys noisily on the yeah. bed in the middle of a podcast. Yeah, that was a, a mistake. <laughs> that was Mr. Feeney. Oh, okay. He doesn't know how to podcast. That's true. You just had to bring Mr. Feeney to this episode because he's not yeah. otherwise in it. Yeah. That was, by the way, the worst Mr. Feeney impression yeah. in history. Yeah, so. it was almost like... A Hannibal. Do you want to congratulate me for having the worst Mr. Feeney uh, voice? Sure. Congratulations. I want, like, I can do... you want do, me to make you a ribbon? I can do voices. Yes, I do. I can do voices, and I don't know why I can't get Mr. Feeney's weird voice at all. You can do voices. That is true. Yes. But you can do high-pitched voices. You don't... Oh. You can't do other ranges. That's true, but Mr. Feeney's not... You need not... it to be, like, in your throat. <laughs> yes, I do. Get it? So, what have you been up to, Tanya? Um, I've been working. Yeah. Cool. This, I mean... Cool. Working and dealing with having three, basically, teenagers in the house all of the time. I mean, I'm at work, so I'm not with them constantly. But when I am, it's mm-hmm. it's very, very uh, apparent that they are stir crazy. Thank goodness you get that respite and you get to go to work. I would like to count my blessings on that, but sometimes I don't feel like that's a blessing either. Yeah. Because what everyone's in my house all week long making a mess. Oh it's like... God. A disaster all oh the time. God. This is not the time or the place. I'm just saying. Or the pocket. I'm just Hello, saying. Hello, class. <laughs> I'm Mr. Feeney. And, and I'm Tanya. Here. And my house is a mess. And she's stressed out. Because my house is a mess. Just because she's stressed out. Because my house is a mess. <laughs> my house is a mess. And Say three like, grown people. Jeez. This is real life, guys. This is what's going on right now. God, this sucks. I'm so sorry. It sucks more for me. My house is a mess. It sucks for everybody listening. (laughs) You asked. What have you been up to? Oh, um, I've, I don't know, not a lot. Work. This, this is the least fun intro in history. Yeah, like we're, we're boring. We just watch Veronica Mars and work. That's all we do. That's I true. finished a commission. It's very cute. But like otherwise, we have zero things that we've done. We've and I've worked late two or three days out of the five days this week. So we we legitimately get home, eat dinner, watch Veronica Mars. That's it. Like uh, uh, interspaced with all the kid stuff like, and working out. Put the kids and to like, bed. Whatever. Yeah. Um, put the chickens to bed. I had so many conference calls today from home that our rooster, Littlefoot, had to join. And they probably, your coworkers were like, oh my gosh, best thing ever. This rooster kicks ass. We want him to be our best friend. Kind of, yes. I did tell my boss I would send her the rooster. She could have him. Um, I also... uh, Stop trying to get rid of my chicken. Over the course of like an hour, he probably crowed like... 25 times during that meeting maybe more and at one point i called somebody out for something they were doing on the call and she went hey i'm not saying anything about your rooster so shut up (laughs) (laughs) that's fantastic yeah um so anyway we also watched boy meets world we did just now season four episode 18 chapter titled uncle daddy i so mm, I have a problem, like, I have a hard time saying the title of this one. Why? And, like, so you did your whole intro with Mr. Feeney. I was already a little, like, 
I don't know, flummoxed or something. A lot of negativity this week. No, no, it was fine. I It just took me by surprise. And then I realized I had to say that word that for some reason just bugs me. It, I mean, it's fine. People say it all the time and it's okay for them. Just it coming out of my mouth bothers me. Uncle Daddy. That doesn't like feel weird coming out of your mouth? I, I mean, it's the title of an episode, so no. It would feel weird if I was saying it to my father, but... I'm not. I'm just saying. You should epi- try it next time you see your father. I will. <laughs> try it right now. Hi, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be so wonderful. Okay. Uh, I don't have a problem with the word. I just, it's, it's a hard word for me to say. Okay. Okay. Blurb me up. The boring blurb of the week is Eric gets into a relationship with a woman who has a son. Okay. I mean, it it does the job. It does. It tells the entire thing. There's no mystery whatsoever. And I I just want Disney Plus to know when we were making fun of the blurbs, it was out of a place of love. When they were ridiculous and funny, like we're making fun of it. We were ecstatic over it. It was fantastic. Um, These suck disney plus so we need like a little more decorum like make it poetic make it pretty make it witty like don't do a half-assed job on these blurbs like put in 100 percent effort this is your job write good blurbs make it off the wall make the the blurb this week is cory studying for sats like he is but that's not the episode. In fact, I could completely forget that's happening. Because mm-hmm. I don't care about or that Or just the blurb is, uh, season four, episode 18, chapter title, Uncle Daddy, is uh, Sean climbs out a window with his with a headache. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. So. Topanga <sighs> and Corey may or may not have done the deed in the car we know they didn't do the deed in the car we know that because we know the future but if we didn't know the future we wouldn't know that that's true um all right it could be something about people pushing cars for seven blocks or something like throw us off the scent give us some mystery and like really make it lovely like let's flower it up flower it up daddy (laughs) 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 mr feeney get your keys and stop saying weird stuff um this episode was directed by jeff mccracken and it was written by steve young the hall of fame quarterback um tanya yes chubbies or not chubbies we're at chubbies chubbies is the new classroom no i just i want to have fun again (laughs) (laughs) and they stopped doing classroom and i got sad so i tried to Try to make up for it. But you know, like, when you're, like, you're, you you have a bad relationship and, like, it's not going well. And then you try to make up for it by by taking a, a new relationship. And it's just like, oh, this isn't doing it for me. Chubby's or not isn't doing it for me. Okay, we'll try something new next time. Date somebody else is what you're saying. No. <laughs> like, do... Living room or not, or... It can't be an or not. or not. It's the same... It's not... No. I need a new thing. I need a new thing. Okay. Well, I think maybe in between work and taking care of the kids and Veronica Mars, somewhere in that timeline, you're going to workshop what your next big thing is. Veronica Mars or not. It's super not. Um... Anyway, where are we? We're Chubbies. We're Chubbies. What's going on? Who's with us? Uh, Eric and Kelly. Who's Kelly? I don't know. We never met her before, but really? she's new. What are they doing? They're smooching so much. They're just like, woo! Smooch, 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 woo! Smooch, and not smooch, only smooch. are they smooching, like, there's wooing going on, and Eric is also talking mm-hmm. in between the kisses. Mm-hmm. He's talking about how, how uh, he's so lucky because... She's not worried about the age, the age gap. She's a few years older, and she's dating a younger man. Uh, 
Eric's like, I'm not getting mixed signals, am I? Uh, which is a good thing to ask, mm-hmm. I guess, while you're smooching. It's almost like asking for consent, mm-hmm. sort of. Yeah. It's it's on that same road. Though I do think the consent was clear in that situation. Yes. He didn't have to at that point. Consent had already been met. But it's okay for him to have said that. It That's means true. that that is something that is ingrained in him, which is very important. It's true. But he had, he's asking if he gets to see her again tomorrow. And she's like, three days in a row? We don't even know each other that well. I feel like, so three days... Yes. Is if they are consecutive days. Yes. That's a lot. That is like, so much. Now, if it were three days over the course of like three weeks, right. that's slow. That's... But like three days over the course of three days is so much time spent together that they probably do know a lot about each other at that point. Because you're sort of like getting to know on a fast track. You don't even have time to forget the things that they tell you. Like, I think... I would. I would still forget. I mean, you forget things that I told you an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, I would still forget. <laughs> you didn't when we were dating, though. You remembered everything. Mm. Or did you just look back at text messages? I plead the fourth. What's the fourth? I don't know, What's actually. What's the fourth amendment? I don't know what the fourth amendment is. I know what the fifth is. I know what the second amendment is. I know What's what the first the, amendment? Uh, freedom of speech. What's the third amendment? Uh-huh. Tea parties. <laughs> well, we can't talk about politics on this podcast because we obviously don't know enough about them. Uh, but we do know about Eric Dayton, older women. Yeah. This older woman is not exceptionally older. Like, right. it, this isn't like a weird situation where he's dating his mom's friend. No, but if he's, what is he, 20? Yeah. 19? 19. And she's 24. Like, that's not a huge age difference, but that's a huge age difference. Right. No, I see that. Like, he's still in his teens, and there is, like, a very necessary stigma on a person in their teens, no matter what age in their teens they are, dating someone who's in their mid-20s. Like, that stigma should be there to a point. Right. So, they're talking about whether or not they should see each other again, and she when they talk about whether or not they know each other very well, uh, Eric's trying to convince her that they do. And he says, here, tell me something about you that I need to know. Yeah, he's like, tell me everything about you. And she and says, she's like, everything? Let's go back to my place. And he's like, yes. Probably a bad move. I mean, this is all for show. That's like, true. We'll get into more of my opinion on this whole thing oh, later. Oh, I can't wait. But... <laughs> I mean, you know my opinion on this because we have talked about this when it comes to people that we know a million times. But they go back to her place. She goes to open the door and she's like, okay, so here we are at my apartment and there's some things that you need to know and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay. And or she says, there's someone I want you to meet. And there's someone else you need to have a relationship with. Oh, yes, that. And. First of all, no. Second of all, she opens the door and there's another hot girl sitting on the couch. And what was her name? Diana. Don? Diana. I should remember that. Because she's that's like. That's mom's name. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> she's like, Eric, this is Diana. She's the babysitter. Or no, Eric, this is Diana. And he's like, oh. He's like, this is too good to be true, right? And he, she was like, she's the babysitter. And he was like, oh, role play? <laughs> and... Uh, which I realized that probably when I watched this episode as like a young teenager, I don't think I knew what role play was. And I probably that flew right over my head. Mm. But she's trying to explain that this person is a babysitter. And she's like, no, my babysitter. And he's like, "Uh uh-huh. Okay, weird, but I'm following. And then this noise happens and he's like, mommy? And this kid runs out. And his name is Ryan. Mm-hmm. But his name in real life, I think, was Alex. Mac. No. He was basically like Jonathan Taylor Thomas Jr. Mm-hmm. He was in like every movie during mm-hmm. this period of time. So many movies that I loved. But then he did a disgraceful thing. He was in Home Alone 3. He was the main oh, kid yeah. in Home Alone 3. Which is just... 
I think that really clinched the death of his career. You just mm. don't do Home Alone 3 oh, as I a remember person that. who's not Macaulay Culkin. But Macaulay Culkin didn't do Home Alone 3. Right, so it wasn't Home Alone. I, You know what? I'm betting the little boy probably just thought, cool, a movie. Oh, yeah, no. And he did a lot of movies still. Like, he still had a pretty long career, I think. But he was in... He played every single mother's child in the late 90s and early 2000s. Mm-hmm. So that was this kid, really good little actor, absolutely adorable. But anyway, he comes out and Kelly has a kid. Yes, Kelly has a kid. Uh, And now we cut to the bedroom at the uh, Corey and Eric's bedroom. Corey and Sean are studying for the SATs. And Sean is very confident about the SATs. Yeah, sort of. Well, he's confident about his studying. He's like, yeah, I'm really getting the hang of studying. And... Corey's just like, okay, and like throws this bonkers formula at Sean. Like, and Sean short circuits with good reason. It was some kind of question. It was scientific. Can't remember what it was. You don't have to. But Tanya's about to short circuit and climb out the window. (laughs) Sean short circuits, but Eric comes in in the middle of the short circuiting and watches Corey like help Sean out the window and Sean leaves. And Eric answers the question is like, well, when I took my SATs the first seven times, I answered this answer and this answer. So it is definitely this answer. And Corey's like, that's correct. Yep. That's what happens in that scene. So, I mean, that's not the whole scene. Eric does then talk to Corey because Corey's like, how'd your date go? And he says, well, she's great. She, you know, there's one problem. She has a kid. We went to the thing, blah, blah, blah. And and Corey is like, she has a, she has a, uh, an apartment overlooking a playground? How cool! Yeah. And Eric's like, you're missing the, the the kid part. And Corey's like, how can she afford such a great apartment? And Eric's like, she has a kid. And, um, and Corey's just like, um, okay. And uh, how how do mom and dad feel about this? And Eric says, I'm too scared to tell him. Um, so then we. Go to her apartment again. Yeah. Eric's at the door. He's got a big bouquet of flowers. And Kelly's like, I can't believe you're here. And he's like, why can't you believe I'm here? And she's like, most people meet Ryan. They don't come back. And he was like, that's ridiculous. Like, of course I'm here. Like, you have a kid and I'm ready to help with him. And this is going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he's he's being very... Um, I don't know. He's he's very open and honest mm-hmm. about how excited he is to get to know the kid. He mm-hmm. wants to he wants to get to know Ryan and be there for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he he says she says you know he says I'm not like most guys. Uh, Ryan isn't someone else's kid. Ryan is your kid. That hit me just so perfectly. Yeah, like that is. I feel like that's like how you f- felt too, where it was like no, like the boys are not just kids they're not just these random kids they're your kids so like i'm ready to care about them i already care about them like we had these conversations i felt the same way about aubrey where it was like aubrey isn't just some random kid like i don't have to make myself love her or care for her like she's your kid and i already love her Mm -hmm. so what eric said was perfect Mm -hmm. and you don't just say those things unless you feel them like people who don't for the most part i feel like Something that perfect does not come from a place of, like, falsifying your feelings. That's a sweet, rose-colored way to look at it, but um, people know to say stuff like that when they're trying to make it seem like they're the perfect partner. Mm -hmm. Not that Eric's doing that in this situation, but I've been there. Like, I've dated girls who have been like, yeah, she's your kid. She's amazing. This is wonderful. I can't wait to get to know her. And then they're like, why is everything always about your daughter? Which is nuts. Like, even if I... So even if I wasn't a parent, like... If you are falling in love with someone who has kids, or you're even just like nonchalantly dating someone who has kids, it should be a respected thing that that their first priority is their child. Like that is how it should be. 
So for anyone to be like, why is it always about your kid? What to me is just flabbergasting. Like, why would anyone want to date someone that puts their kid on the back burner? Yeah. I don't understand. I don't know. I think there's definitely, I think there are guys who date girls and don't care about the kids. Yeah, um, but to say like, um, why is it always about your kid I, when... I dated a girl at one point who literally said, because I was going to go hang out with Aubrey the next day, um, and I'm like, I can't, like, we can't do this right now. I have to go tomorrow morning to get Aubrey. And she said, oh, it's always about her, isn't it? That's a really weird, jealous thing. Yeah. Like, I would be concerned about that person, like, immediately. Oh, yeah. No, that was it. Like, you, at that point, it's not about you and your kid. It's about something else. Right. Like, there is, like, a deep, like, inherent jealousy there that right. needs to be taken care of with a therapist. Yeah. Anyway, so Eric is, is saying, like, let's spend some time together today. And Ryan comes out and is like, Mom? And then he starts stepping around Eric. And he's like, Sir? It's like, Hello, sir. <laughs> it was so cute. It was funny. And he, like, steps around him very carefully and, like, uh, like huddles up against his mom. And he's... You know, they basically make plans to go out and she's like, put your sweater on. He's like, I don't want my sweater. I don't want to do this. I don't want him to go with us to do this. Like, um, and so Eric starts to tell Ryan, like, this isn't just a sweater. This is like a magic sweater. A genie put a wish on it and it can make you fly. And he's like, no, it can't. It's just a sweater. The kid's six. Like, he does not believe he's not going to believe that it's a genie sweater. But. As someone who's not actually a parent, I don't think that anyone really understands ages. Like, mm -hmm. who haven't, like, watched the kids grow. They're just like, ooh, a little kid. He's six. Right. Um, But he, Eric gets him to put the sweater on. And Ryan's just like, see, I told you it won't make me. And then, like, Eric picks him up and swoops him around. He's like, fly, you're flying. And it's very wonderful. Eric, <laughs> Eric is perfect. Eric is, is great. He's just so wonderful. But now we go back to Chubby's. We, we go to Chubby's. We spent a lot of time in Chubby's this week. Yeah, we really do. It's the epicenter. The epicenter of what? This episode. Oh. The episode center? <laughs> the episode epicenter. Huh. Say that five times fast. Episode epicenter, episode epicenter, episode epicenter, episode epicenter, episode epicenter. Yay, good job. And no one's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone stopped listening like 20 minutes ago. It's true. As soon as they said, as soon as they realized that you had an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, thanks for warning us, Tanya. We're going to turn this one off. Um, so they're at Chubby's with... Um, uh, with Ryan and Eric, and Eric is like, I got quarters for you. You can go play the arcades. And he gives him quarters. <laughs> you can go play the arcades. Isn't that what he says? I don't or know, but if it is, he's like 90 years <laughs> old. I love playing the arcades. I miss arcades. Oh, I do too, honestly. Um, But. Not a place to be probably in a pandemic, No, though. No. God. And you know, honestly... Like, and you can cut this out if you want, but there's a lot of places I'm realizing have always been dirty and gross. And yeah. now, like, there's just this one extra germ that's everywhere. And it's like, no, we can't touch anything. But there's thousands of other germs on all of this stuff all of the time. And I don't want to touch any of it anymore. Wow, you really, you're becoming a germaphobe. Um, but he but has lots of quarters. He has lots of quarters. And he gives them to Ryan. And... Um, Kelly's just like, I don't understand how you're like this. And he was just like, uh, I do my own laundry. Why and, is he going to the laundromat? And she says... He lives in a house with a washer and dryer. It's true. And she says, um, maybe they charge him quarters. <laughs> um, Amy just stands there like, what? You're starting another load? Give me a... <gasps> we yeah, we got... do that with our kids. We got two house rules. Um, always fill the car up with gas. We haven't even gotten to that and, yet. And pay a quarter to play... Or to, to do your laundry. Uh, anyway, we'll get to that shortly if we keep talking about the episode. Um, so he talks about, or she's, she's asking him, like, what's wrong with you? There has to be something wrong with you. You're too perfect. You're saying all the right things. Uh, and uh, he's like, 
I don't, I'm not trying to say the right things. I just really like you and I'm, and I feel like you're well grounded and, and you've, you've got your life figured out. And, and I really like that about you. And, you know, everyone else I date, they are still trying to figure things out and, and you have it all under control. And I really like Ryan and she's just like, but you also have other things ahead of you. And he's like, well, it looks like this is what's ahead of me. And she's like, see, you're always saying the perfect things. And he says, I don't, you know, I've got, I don't have a kid, but I've got a little sister and I've got a brother, Corey. And she's like, tell me about your Corey. And he says, he's a great kid. And like, he, I've really, I'm really impressed in how he's growing up. And I really like hanging out with him at this point. And as he says that, Corey and Sean run down the stairs and they're like, Eric. And Eric goes, shh, not now. Don't want to hang out with you. Leave. And Sean's like, where's the baby? Yeah. And uh, Corey's like, over there. Or Eric says, over there. And points to the six-year-old that's not a baby. And Sean's just like, can I go play with the baby? And they're like, yeah, go. And like Sean goes off to play with the six-year-old baby. Mm-hmm. And Corey says, Eric, how about we go to a movie after this? Uh, you, let's, like, me and Sean and, and you guys will come with us. It'll be like a... It'll be a, a really date. fun time. You don't want to miss it. And Eric or Kelly's like, excited. you go, you go off and do that. That's fine. I have to go put Ryan to bed. And um, Corey was just like, come on, Eric, like you can't miss it. And Eric's like, you know what? I, I have different priorities now. If it's okay with you, I'm going to come with you, Kelly, and read Ryan a bedtime story. And Kelly's like, I think he'd really like that. And Corey makes a sad face. Um, he's losing his brother to an adult relationship. <laughs> uh, and now we cut back to the, the Matthews living room where they're studying for the SATs again. It's Topanga, Corey, and Sean. Topanga asks a complicated question. Sean runs out of the house. She opens the door for him. He's grabbing his head. He's like, you know, when you drink a Slurpee too fast and you get a really bad brain freeze, not even just like a minor one, but like one of those ones that makes you feel like you might black out. He's making that face when he runs out each time. Like, he is definitely, like, not okay. And uh, Corey's like, did you just do that to Sean so we could be alone? And then they kiss. And it's like, They don't just kiss. She goes up behind him and starts, like, nibbling an eye on his ear. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, Eric comes down while they're doing that. And he's like, you know what? After you take him seven or eight times, you're not going to get that warm, fuzzy feeling when you're studying for him. (laughs) Um... And then we have Amy and Alan come in, and they are visibly angry, and everyone's like, why are you so late? And And he's like, good question. And Topanga's like, your dad's scaring me, I'm leaving. And Corey's like, no, no, stay. And Amy's Amy's like, have a good evening. Alan says, goodbye, Topanga. That's what it is. And so she leaves, and Corey's like, okay, bye. And they're like, you sit down right now. And they're like, what's the one rule about if you take the car? Pay us a quarter for laundry. (laughs) That's the rule. Did he? No. No. Also, fill up the car with gas if you're the last person to drive it. And they ran out of gas three blocks down the road. Um, Which, did they not have gas gauges in the 90s? I mean, maybe, but maybe he thought he could make it to the gas station. That's true. Like, it was so empty that he was like, okay, we have to drive straight to the gas station. Right, right. I guess that's accurate. Yeah. Um, But it seemed like they were on their way home. And they had to walk three blocks. If they had to walk three blocks and they were late. I don't know. Maybe maybe it was the opposite. Maybe they were headed to that's, their date. That was my, okay. my assumption. Okay, I thought it was opposite. Yeah. Um... So, Eric, I mean, uh, uh, Alan says, all right, that's it. You messed up. No car for a week. And Corey freaks out. Like, you can't do that to me. I Um, need the car. And Amy and Alan, like, walk to the kitchen. And Eric goes all, like, super wise. Now he's a dad, old guy. And he's just like, I'll take care of it. And he, like, goes in the kitchen. He's like, can you believe that Corey didn't put gas in the car? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and is, oh, oh, is this where the 
horn honks and yeah, um, Eric's like, oh, the, gotta go. Kelly's here. Yeah. And Amy sticks her head out the back door and says, Kelly, come in. We want to meet you. I really want to know. I assume that the road. So like you see in the first season, do we ever see that in these seasons? No. 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 In the first season, you see the front of their house all the time. And I assume it hasn't changed because their front door is still in the, like their house layout on the inside is still the same as it always has been. Right. So my thought process is that the road runs like basically across the front of their house. Right. That's what it seems like. They you want there's no road in the backyard. It doesn't seem like it, but I, it's weird because yeah. of how many people walk up. And we use our back door more than our front door careful it's a family podcast um first of all no it's not <laughs> uh yeah no i don't know that's really weird that's was my first thought like as soon as she walked up to the back door and was just and when you're meeting someone for the first time you don't walk up to the back door yeah but she no like they weren't planning to meet anyone yeah like kelly's coming to pick eric up and amy invites her in but that was never the plan to begin with. Eric was just going to go out the door to the car. Right. So um, Amy yelled out the back door. So obviously they're going to come to that door. Right. So they're going to go to the front door where nobody's at to knock and have people go all the way around to open it. Yeah. <laughs> just the thought of this is so preposterous to me. But... uh Kelly walks up to the door, and as she's doing that, Alan says something like, "What? What do you? What are we gonna say to her, Amy? What do you think this is? We're gonna do? We don't need to meet her." And then she walks up to the door, and Alan goes, "At a boy." Ugh. Yeah. Why is he so gross sometimes? I don't know. Like, is this just a normal thing? I don't think so. Like, it might kind of be. There have been people. That we know that might be, like, related to you who have said things like, well, this person is weird with you because they don't want to come off as a creepy old guy. And I'm just like, why would they come off as a creepy old guy? But maybe that's just, like, the generation. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that, like, they think that complimenting people on their looks and stuff is, like, normal. Or being like, oh, yeah, she's a keeper. She's really pretty or whatever is the way to go. Yeah. And I have made it very clear that I think that that's uncomfortable. And so, like, they're uncomfortable around me. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, But basically, they find out that she has a kid. Yeah. So, Ryan comes around Kelly and she's like, and this is Ryan. My son. And she's upset with Eric for not telling them. Yeah. I mean, minorly upset. Right. Like, they seem more upset with him that there's a kid involved than she seems that he didn't tell. Like, they've had four dates. He could have just not told his parents that he was dating someone at all. Like, at that point, it's four dates. Anyway, they all meet. Amy's like, you can come over anytime. It's so great to meet you. Morgan comes down the stairs. She's like, you guys are going to go play laser tag. I want to go too. And then she says something like, me and my brother, you and your sister. And Ryan's just like, this isn't my sister. This is my mom. And I felt that so hard because my kids have had to say that so many times. Mm. I'm sure like... There's a lot of you out there that your kids have also had to say that because for some reason, our generation just looks younger. We just do. Like, and people are constantly just like, oh, well, you, you're you so nice helping your sister put the groceries in the car. And it's like, no, that's my 16-year-old son. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm, I have gray hairs. Like, not his sister. But I felt that pretty hard. Yeah. Um, Morgan ends up going with them. To laser tag. Off they go. Does she? Yeah. I don't, I don't... Yep. She walks out the door with them. I oh. thought it was really weird because they have this whole conversation and it seems like Morgan's going to stay home. Uh-huh. And then as they're walking out the door, Eric just kind of like grabs Morgan and herds her out the door too. I don't see what... Like, there's nothing weird about no. that. He should. No. It was just weird that it was like, it seemed like... <laughs> Our dog. It seemed like she wasn't going to go with them and then she did. 
Yeah. Um, I didn't realize she went. Yep. Uh, but now we go back to um, the bedroom, the, the Corey's bedroom. Mm-hmm. Corey's bedroom, he's studying still. Eric is in the bathroom and... Um, kind of giving advice from the bathroom yeah. to Corey. And Corey's like, oh, well, you know, you and Kelly have gotten awfully close. And Eric's like, it's not like I'm planning my June wedding or anything. And then he comes out and he's in a tuxedo. Mm-hmm. And um, Alan comes in and Corey gives a whole thing where he he does the 16-year-old thing where he's like, I just, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't even realize it. I'm so sorry. I made a big mistake. I'm sorry. Now that I'm in trouble, I'm sorry. Right. And... and- and uh, he's like, so can I use the car tomorrow? And Alan's like, no, I told you a week. And mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, but I said I was sorry. So why can't I use the car tomorrow? Right. And um, he also, Alan also turns to Eric in the middle of this and goes, take off my tux. <laughs> <laughs> and Eric's like, I look so cute in it. Um, Tanya's drawing. Um, why are you calling me flowers out Flowers right while we're talking. I'm having because... a really hard time because I had a whole energy drink. I don't really drink energy drinks, but I had a cotton candy one. It was delicious. And I'm having trouble focusing because of it. Yeah. I I don't know if you can tell by the fact that I can't focus on just the episode. Um, So uh, Eric, after Alan leaves, Eric says, you know, Corey, you know, I've I've learned a lot about being a father. In four days. A father-son relationship. Uh, it needs friendship, communication, trust, and tootsie rolls. And then you do like a flip screen to Chubby's. Flip flop. And Ryan and Eric are sitting at a table in Chubby's, like surrounded by all kinds of stuff, all the fun stuff, like all the fun stuff that you would get in like a month of doing fun stuff. Uh-huh. And Eric's just like, it's and a really... Mound, a mound of tootsie rolls. A mound of tootsie rolls. Um... And Eric's just like, it's so good to sit. I love sitting. And Ryan's just like, I love doing stuff. Let's go do more stuff. What can we do next? Can we go to the zoo? And Eric's like, we just went to the zoo. Remember, I helped you get your Sixers hat out after we went to the game. So they went to a baseball game? Sixers is basketball. So I thought it might be, but that was definitely a baseball cap, so I got confused. I mean, you can get baseball caps of your favorite basketball team. Yeah. I almost bought a Wizards hat tonight. Really? Why? It looked really cool when it was at Target. I miss when the Wizards were really good. Me too. I miss it a lot. I used to watch basketball so much because it's the only sport that, well, actually, I used to watch wrestling too. I liked both. Wrestling and basketball. And the Wizards were so good. Like... The 2013-2014 season, they were just phenomenal. Paul Pierce. That was a good year. Gortat. Yeah, Gortat. Anyway, whole energy drink, you said. Yes. Interesting. Um, so They go to a game. They went to a, a game. A sporting game. They went to On a sport On the same day ball. that they went to the zoo. Mm-hmm. That is two days worth of stuff. That is not a same day kind of thing. You go to the zoo one day, you go to a game the next day, but they did both. And uh, Ryan is like, just sit here with me forever. Promise me you won't leave and stop sitting with me. Well, and Eric's like, yeah, like, I'm here with you. Mm -hmm. And um, it's really sweet. Like, Ryan has warmed up to him. Like, he's gotten comfortable with him. And he's just like, yeah, it's cool. We can just sit here together. I just like being with you. Mm -hmm. Which, for a kid who has trust issues because... Who knows what happened with their dad or whatever and probably has had different boyfriends of his mom go in and out of his life. The fact that he is willing to trust Eric is a big thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And as this is happening, the whole crew comes in. Um, Corey, Topanga and Sean come in and they're like talking about playing pool and they're like, Eric, come play pool with us. Be on Topanga's team. And um, Eric's like, I take my babysitting very seriously. Ryan, can I go play? And Ryan's like, you said you wanted to sit with me. And he was like, well, now I want to play pool. And Ryan's like, but you you should sit with me. And he's like, here, have a Tootsie Roll. I'm going to go play pool. And Ryan's very dejected. Eric goes to play pool. Ryan comes up and is like, can I get ice cream? Eric gives him money for ice cream. And then Ryan, the six-year-old, is like, thanks for everything. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for everything, motherfucker. 
yeah, he says motherfucker <laughs> and uh, leaves. But Eric doesn't realize it until like halfway through a sentence where he's like, come here and see this, Ryan. Oh, wait, you're gone. Yeah. And I'm left with my heart in my throat because the next time we see Eric, he is talking to Kelly at Kelly's apartment. And he's just like, I felt so bad. And I'm thinking, where is Ryan? He's just like at the the apartment telling Kelly that Ryan is missing. Mm -hmm. Like, what is happening right now? But Ryan's there. He's in bed. Ryan's there. He's in bed. Tanya went. (gasps) And... um. They're talking about how, like, Eric's like, I yelled at him. I, I can't believe I yelled at him, but he just disappeared. I, I turned my head for one minute, and he was gone. And I, and he's, he's mad at me now. He screamed at me, and Kelly's like, he's not mad at you. He's mad that he doesn't have a full-time father who's here every minute of every day doing everything with him. Um, and she basically starts saying, like, or he says, how do you do this every day? And she was like, I do it because I love him. And he's just like, okay, but like, it's a lot. And she's like, yeah, it is a lot. So can you handle this? And, you know, he still like wants to be in this. He says, I don't, I I don't, I'm not trying to get out of this right now. And she's like, yeah, well, um, I don't, I I think you should, you should take your chance to get out now while you can before Before, it's too late. Yeah, before he gets too attached, which I mean whatever um and eric is trying to argue with her and she's just like no you need to explore all of your options and figure out what you want to do with your life and like you don't have to settle down like this is not your child you don't have to be a father right now and she dumps him yeah she dumps him right there yep and um he's like I really wasn't trying to get out of this. He's devastated. He is. And she's like, well, then you know where we live. And she walks away. So she's basically saying, like, go do other things. And then if this is still what you want, then come back. And then Eric stands there for a minute while sad music plays and just looks at a toy dog very forlornly and puts it back down on the table. Like, he's devastated. He is devastated. Um... So we go back to the Matthews house. We do. Living room. The door quietly opens. Corey looks like he's about to try to sneak in. Amy and Alan look directly at him. Because they are watching TV on the couch. And he tiptoes up the stairs anyway and then walks downstairs and he's like, Mom, Dad. What are you doing up so late? And mm-hmm. they're like, we know you took the car. Of course they do. Who wouldn't notice the car being gone? Right. Um, apparently the only car, because if someone doesn't get gas, they don't have another car to drive. Right. The only car is missing. And Corey's just like, I didn't think you'd notice. Yeah. He said he needed to take his friends somewhere. They needed a ride. They needed a ride and nobody was here to help. So I had to go take them. Um, where were Amy and Alan if there was no vehicle? Right. No one was there to take them, but there was... The plot holes. The plot holes in this. The B plot is just full of holes. Mm, it was like a B. Two holes. A B. Like if you draw a B. Like if mm-hmm. you draw... Is it draw or write? It's right, because it's a letter. Because for a second, I thought you meant like a bumblebee. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> a bumblebee doesn't have two visible holes. That's why they're almost extinct. Anyway... <sighs> Now she's sad about bees. <laughs> um, They're mad at Corey. Yeah, and he says, okay, you took the you took the car. You weren't supposed to. You just bought yourself two weeks without the car. And Corey's like, why are you treating me like a kid? And they're like, because you are. Or Eric says, because you are a kid. He jumps in and he's like, listen. Oh, yeah, Eric is there. Yeah, Eric's there. He's like, listen, Corey, uh, I... I understand. Dad has a lot to go through. Do you think he likes yelling at you? He doesn't like it. He has to go to work. He has to come home. And he just wants to be there with his kids. And then we don't listen to him. Do you think he likes that? No. Go to your room. And Corey's like, Dad, are you going to let him? And uh, And Alan, like, nonchalantly, just like, I mean, go to your room. Yeah. And, um. Corey is astounded. Eric starts talking to to Alan, and Alan's like, hey, maybe you will make a pretty good dad. And Eric says, she dumped me. Uh, So now we go to the post credit scene. Um, The credits are rolling. 
and um, Alan and Amy again are sitting on the couch and the door opens and Corey and Topanga come in. They're like, oh, wow, guys, you're very late tonight. And Corey was like, yeah, well, guess what happened? You guys were the last person to drive the car and you didn't get gas. And we ran out of gas seven blocks from the house. And Alan does the most dad thing he's ever done. And he goes, sorry, I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) And that's basically it. Uh, And Alan says, so um, you're telling me that you pushed the car seven blocks uh, and you're just now getting home? And Corey goes, yep, I'm doing it to say thank you. And he points at Topanga and goes, and thank you. What does that mean? Obviously not sex. It wasn't sex. I never thought it was sex. That's what it sounded like. No. I I don't think it made any sense. It made sense. I don't. It would make sense if there was stuff happening. No, I think he was trying to cover up the fact that he came in disgruntled. Like, he was just, like, all of a sudden he would, like, try to change his tune. He was like, no, thank you for no. letting me use the car. No, because he says thank you to Topanga, and she's like, Corey. Oh, I didn't understand. Yeah, because, you know. Um, no, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, that's the end of the episode. And now, Topanya. <laughs> I think this might be the last time we record this late ever. Yeah, probably, definitely, until tomorrow night. Um, <laughs> well, I was going to say, Tanya, tell me your opinions. But now, I just want the end of the episode to be called Topinions. <laughs> And then now it's time Tapanya's for Tapanya's opinions. Now it's time for Tapanya's opinions. <laughs> and go. All right. So you're asking how I felt about this episode? I'm Tapanya's gonna... opinions. Um, I don't feel prepared because you didn't ask me the question that you normally do. Tapanya's opinions. So I love this episode because Eric is perfect. And I have a lot of things to say. That might count, like contradict the fact that I think that Eric is perfect. One, if you are a parent. I'm not trying to shame you. Yes, but you like, are. But like, think very, 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 very carefully. If you are a single parent and you are about to introduce your child to the person that you are dating, maybe wait until way after the third date. Like, yes, because kids who have been in um, split families and they um, have struggled with feeling you know, abandoned and stuff like that, you don't want to introduce every single partner to your children and then have them ripped away. Like you're not going to live the rest of your life with every person that you date. Right. So think really, really hard about whether you're going to introduce your child to the person that you're dating. Like, obviously she has said when Eric came with the flowers, like usually if I introduce Ryan to, you know, who I'm dating, they run away. Yeah. So she's just like introducing all of these guys to this kid. As a, as a surprise, apparently. Like she's not introducing them as a, hey, I have a son. Let's go back and you can meet my son. Right. To see how this goes. Right. No, she's taking him back the same way she did Eric. And she's like, surprise. Right. And they're like, I'm out. Right. Um... I'm, I don't feel like she was taking her son into account when it came to Eric. Right. Like, she was like, okay, you're going to meet my son and you're perfect and you're wonderful. And now you're going to babysit him and do all of this stuff with him. But we've only been on like five dates and I don't know how long this is going to last. A kid gets attached really, really fast. And And then a kid ends up with all kinds of trauma because you're tearing people away from them constantly. And they don't think anyone is ever going to stay. And they're also going to think that it's their fault that nobody stays. Not to mention. So let's let's take it into super depressing territory for a second. I wasn't going to take it there, but that would have been my next point. This in this exact scenario, Ryan really got attached to Eric. He liked him a lot. Eric was great. Eric said one thing that was kind of upsetting. And Ryan and him had a fight. And then Eric never comes back again. So now Ryan thinks, I had a fight with this guy and he never came back. Mm-hmm. So he's going to feel like he ran him off. That wasn't where my brain was going when you said super dark territory. Okay. My super dark territory is 
you don't know anyone. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you can't trust any person like, with your kids. But yes. she brings this guy into this kid's life uh, who says yes. all of the right things. It's opinions. He says all of the right things, mm-hmm. and like for three days, it's pretty easy to say all the right things for three days. Right, and like except for Tanya. People who are good at grooming and stuff are going to. Okay, now we're it's we're going super bummer, but yes, like you they, can't trust anyone with your kid. Yes, right. How else do like, you feel? I mean that that was really my own like that's my big one is that like the kid was not completely taken into account with this. Now, say they had been dating for a year, and Eric right. was this way with this kid and develop this relationship with this kid again why did kelly then go um you are wonderful this might be the only chance i have to have someone who loves me and loves my child and like the thought of losing both of us is devastating and like you care about my child's feelings you care about the fact that like you were irrationally yelling and like parents who are actual parents don't even take that into account like they'll just yell at their kids and then later they'll be like i'm sorry i yelled at you i do it all the time but she then is like no you know what get out of here goodbye like and i'll make this so that it's you know about you and the fact that you need to you know explore your options and all of this but he didn't want that he He, wanted to parent ryan and he wanted to be with kelly so i felt like that was unfair he didn't want that and i think when you really break down what she said and where it comes from let's let's analyze this as if it wasn't a tv show like she basically told him you're too good for this situation get out now because you're too good for this um, which means she's not going to settle until somebody comes in who's not too good for this. Right. It, it was very confusing and almost alarming. But it all it also, I mean, it tracks. It's not uncommon and it doesn't didn't seem odd or out of character for me. I think there are plenty of people, they have really low self-esteem and they bring people around who compliment that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then when you get somebody that's too good, like Eric, mm, I can't do this. I don't want to do this to him. I don't want to bring him down to my level. Mm-hmm. But that was her chance to find someone to grow with. Right. And one of the things that I think is also very important to point out is that while he was devastated, he also respected and honored what she was saying. Mm-hmm. He stopped arguing and he was like, okay, like, I guess if this is what you want then I'm out. But he was devastated. Right. The wrong person, the person who didn't have integrity and didn't have respect for her would have then argued and been like, I'm not going anywhere. Like that's, that would have been the wrong reaction. Like in every situation here, Eric reacted correctly. And I'm, I'm going to go further and say that even when Ryan was like, but why won't you just sit with me when Eric wanted to play pool? Eric also wasn't wrong for going to play pool. No. Because kids also need to understand that, like, we as adults do not live to serve them. Mm -hmm. We love them. We want to nurture them. But, like... Sometimes we want to play pool. Sometimes we want to do other things. Yeah. Sometimes we want to lock ourselves in our room and record a podcast. Like, we don't live to serve them. And Ryan needed to understand that, like... That was a Eric, shot fired directly at our children who are listening outside of our door. <laughs> They're just sitting in a pile. They're just, like, Crying stacked now. on top of each other, uh-huh. like, at our door with their ears up against and the door. And somehow Ryan's there. <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan's just like, sit with me, please. And we're like, we're recording a podcast, Ryan. Mm-hmm. I think that probably there will be people who disagree with me on that because of the fact that Eric was still building his trust but he also spent the day with him going to the zoo, going to a game. Like, he did all of the things with him. And for five minutes, he wanted to go 10 feet away and play another game while Ryan was sitting there playing with a thousand toys that obviously Eric also bought for him. Mm-hmm. It, that's not crazy. And it's okay to say no to a child and be like, I'm right here. I'm still right here, but I'm going to go do this. And if you need me, I'm right here. That's fine. I don't think that in any scenario, 
in this episode, Eric was wrong. No, I don't either. And that's my opinion. What's your opinion? I don't have a opinion. I liked the episode. Uh, it didn't seem. It didn't seem like we have a lot to say about Kelly and about her situation and about how she handled it. That it wasn't poorly written. Like no. it, it was well written, and that's why Tanya can have so many opinions about it. Um, because it seemed real and mm-hmm. i've been there i've dated girls who have kids and and don't handle the situation pro- properly i've dated i've known girls who i've been starting a relationship with and they're like come meet my kid and i'm like hey don't do that i it's not that i don't want to meet your kid but you shouldn't be doing this mm-hmm. um your kid shouldn't be meeting every single person you like mm-hmm. and, and start a relationship with mm-hmm. um I understand where that kind of, well, but what if they don't get along with my kid and then we shouldn't be in a relationship? Right, but you don't, don't, don't put your kid in harm's way because you want to see if your relationship will work. Right. Know the person that you're with. In fact, if you don't know the person you're with, like, to the fullest extent, I say do background checks and stuff. I... Did look Alden up and at least... Wow. I did. What'd you find? Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) And mind you, I knew him for a really long time before we started dating. But with the situation I was coming out of, I had to know that my kids were completely, completely safe. And honestly, I loved Aubrey so much. I didn't look you up. Now I feel like I need to. Go ahead. I don't have time right now. We're doing a podcast. And we're married already. Like, yeah. But, but what if you're already married to someone else? I was. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I was for a long time when we that's, were together. That's true. Um, that being said, we also, and like, I'm not saying that we're, you know, the poster children for doing it right. I'm sure there were plenty of things that we didn't do right. But we knew each other. Our kids knew each other way before we were together. But once we were together, we didn't tell our kids that we were dating right. for a while. And we actually didn't even all hang out together for a while. For yeah. a while. Um, it was, we handled it with so, like, it was just so delicate. Yeah. So we handled it with kid gloves. Like, this was, we had to know whether this was it or not. Yeah. Because our kids had already been through enough. And I think that that... That's the important thing is making sure that you understand that your kids have already been through enough. Like, you don't need to put them through something else. And and we're, we're lucky. And Tanya doesn't have a lot of experience in that end of it. Like, it goes the other way sometimes, too. Sometimes you wait six months to meet the kids. And then when you do, you're like, this isn't going to work. Right. Um, because I, you... you People parent differently, and sometimes mm-hmm. you're so wildly different that you know that even though I like this person, we're not going to be able to coexist. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get wanting to not have that happen. Right. But when you're a parent, you, you just kind of have to let some things go, and it's not about whether or not you find someone quickly. Right. And I did feel for Kelly. Like, she... Yeah. She also didn't handle things completely out of the realm of correctness. Like, she was doing what she could, but I think that maybe her experiences were causing a struggle. Like, she wasn't as careful, I think. And I think most people aren't. I think maybe that's what my biggest opinion is, is that most people are not. They're not as careful as as I would think that they would be, but I think carefully about everything. So. Yeah. That's a long opinion. Yeah, your opinion was really long. Yeah. Uh, but I like the episode a lot. Um, I, I, so, I liked the Eric ep- story mm-hmm. a lot. I didn't care for the B-plot at all, but... It could have just not been in there. Right. Like, who even cared about any of that? Right. Yeah, they should have just not had it. There was there was no there was no story there. It was just happening. Um, that's it. That's how I feel. I don't have time to explain how all of my feelings at this point. <laughs> it's 
Sorry. Uh, anything else you want to say? No, not really. Except that you can find us, I guess. You can find us on Twitter. At BMG and BMW. Or you can email us. At BMG and BMW at gmail.com. Or you can find our Facebook. <laughs> type in Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World in the Facebook search bar. We'll show up. Or just search for Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World in Google. And you'll find it there, too. Uh, you can join, talk to us, have fun, party yeah. it up. Join the conversation because it's a good time. It is. Um, so that's going to do it for us. It's time to put our children to bed. Yep. Read them bedtime stories. Read them bedtime stories and uh, take them to the zoo. And a Sixers game. And a Sixers game because you can't go to base uh, basketball games anymore. Oh, Yeah. Um, anyway, thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets. This is such, this has been a bummer through and through. I'm so sorry. It started as a bummer. In the middle, there was some bummer stuff. And at the end, there was some bummer stuff. So. Sorry to take down your Monday. Bummer meets girl meets bummer meets world. Thank you for joining us. This has been. (laughs) (laughs) This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. Class dismissed.